this you just don't get, huh? Lord, let me know if you got us. Preaching about prophets. It ain't no one man can stop us. Bow down to a goddess. Bow down to a goddess. Bow down to a goddess. It ain't no one man can stop us. Bow down to the goddess. Hello and welcome to the Strong Women Power Half Hour, a half-hour radio show and podcast designed to make you feel empowered, supported, and encouraged, and also here to help you have some helpful insights, tips, and tricks so that you can be your strongest, happiest, and healthiest selves. I'm your host and women's empowerment specialist, Kelly Hickey. It's really great to have you here today. Um, So we are Strong Women Co., it's the, the company. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Um, lots of insightful, empowering, um, and uh, um, exciting different things that we're posting there. Lately, I've been po- pulling different affirmation cards for the followers uh, that people have been really liking. They're cool different affirmation cards. Today's, for example, is that good things to come. There are so many amazing gifts coming my way. I can't see them now because I respect the general convention of not peeking under wrapping paper. (laughs) But they will show up when the time is just right, and that's when I'll remember how much fun it is to be surprised. (laughs) And it's like a uh, wrapping paper over like a car (laughs) is the picture. But it's just uh, some cards uh, that kind of give you inspiration, motivation, uh, and help keep you centered and grounded. And the affirmators is what the affirmators, I don't know what the emphasis is. the cards and uh, they're not too self-helpy is what they say. Uh, so we really like them. So uh, that's awesome. Facebook and Instagram, uh, of course. However you're listening to this, if it's on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, however you are listening to, please subscribe and rate us. If you rate us and we get enough of those, that helps other people find us on the internet. Uh, and that's super helpful. Um, so how how is everybody? Um, I know many of us are feeling tired, exhausted uh, by the current news cycle. And I can kind of say that in an evergreen kind of way, because I'll guarantee you whenever you're listening to this in this post-truth, post-Trump world, um, that uh, there's a crazy news cycle going on. Um, But if we are feeling a bit tired and run down, uh, make sure to check out last week's one-hour special episode when I spoke with uh, psychologist Dr. Sarah McCulley about self-care in the post-truth, post-Trump world. Uh, We've gotten a lot of great feedback on this episode. Um, Thanks to Sarah, Dr. Sarah McCulley, for all of her wisdom and for taking the time. I know I learned a few things that I've already kind of um, put into practice in my life and just thinking about things differently um, because self-care is so crucial uh, in the time that we are. And with that in mind, let's take our um, usual breath together here now. Uh, We'll do the usual format today of a half an hour, Uh, just an intro. We'll take our breath. Uh, We'll get into the middle, the chunk, the topic of the podcast, and then we're going to end with a featured song. Um, This featured song this week um, I came upon uh, accidentally, if such a thing exists and um, I think it's really perfect so let's start off wherever you are 
Uh, if you're not driving and you feel like you can close your eyes for this breath, all the better. The idea is to take this collective breath together where, when and wherever you are when you're hearing this and to remember how we are all connected with our breath, um, but then to also realize uh, that we need to slow down, take a moment, be mindful, gather our whole selves up. Uh, I know that many of us have our brains working overtime. You're thinking about the list of things you have to do. Half of you feels like it's left in wherever you were before you are now. So let's take that collective intention to gather our whole selves up into this tight little package of ourselves. And if you're able to close your eyes, all the better. And we're going to take a nice deep inhale through the nose, filling up your lungs utterly and completely. Hold it. And then let it out with a sigh. I don't know about you, but it's been a week. I'm going to do another one of those. Let's take a huge, nice, deep breath. let it out with that sigh yeah my body uh, my body needed that to get all together so without further ado uh, let's get into it so this week's topic is standing up for what is right the world needs you <laughs> riff like that get us all motivated so today's topic standing up for what is right and uh, full disclosure this was not the topic I had in mind or planned out for this particular week um, but it was something that um, I felt called that needed to be talked about and needed to be discussed um, I've been thinking a lot about this lately just standing up for what is right and as we watch current events and uh, just watch things unfold but also um, I'm always doing research for my uh, different workshops, but particularly the bystander intervention training um, that the workshop that I do uh, where it helps people know how to break the script um, and how to how and what to say and what your options are when things are uncomfortable or or if someone says something inappropriate or disrespectful and the way I the workshop I do is mostly in the kind of corporate uh, like workplace kind of sense, but uh, the things in it can be used in community in various ways, but um, I think I should do a whole podcast just on bystander intervention training because I think we all could use a few more <laughs> suggestions and what uh, how to stand up for what is right. Um, but uh, specifically, um, so this is the Strong Women Power Half Hour. And uh, this is not that um, men don't listen to this. And if you are a dude and a couple of you have talked to me and reached out and said that you do listen, um, well, thank you, uh, brother. Thank you, ally, uh, for listening and for uh, being able to enjoy and get value out of something that's not directed towards you. Uh, it's something that women have had to do for a very long time with the lack of female characters, protagonists, um, in, in just about everything <laughs> up until recently. Um, so the the world needs um, everyone to stand up for what's right now, but specifically um, 
Uh, I would love to see um, more, like, and it's happening now, but uh, the more women who stand up and speak out, the happier I am. The more optimistic I am about the future, the more I feel like, yes, we can evolve out of this weird darkness and shock that we seem to be in, um, uh, in, in kind of disillusion. Um, and the world needs women to stand up and speak out. And honestly, that's a big reason why I started my company and, and why I do the work I do. You know, uh, yes, I want to empower women um, as individuals. And that's extremely rewarding uh, to work one-on-one with a, a, a woman um, and, and even in groups. Uh, but uh, the, the interaction, the one-on-one is, uh, is really special and rewarding. Um, and, but I'm also very interested in the bigger picture. Uh, I know this world needs more women to be more empowered and more confident uh, to speak their ideas, beliefs, feelings, and passions. If you look at any metric to measure women in leadership roles, you'll find that women make more inclusive, more environmentally minded, more pro-family, more holistic decisions that look at um, different parties and different um, stakeholders involved. Um, And honestly, if you're a woman um, that has made it into a leadership position where you are at a decision-making table or you are a leader, you are bucking the system. Um, You've already had to buck the system to just get there. So yes, there may be some pressure for sure to kind of um, not not break the mold too much. And I've certainly felt that in different leadership positions I've been in that have been um, particularly male-dominated. But if you are already used to bucking the system, it's nothing uh, for you to um, continue to buck it in small ways or in big ways uh, versus uh, many men, particularly white, cis, heterosexual, um, able-bodied men, uh, just the system's working for them so they don't think to bucket um, unless they have particular experiences and interests in bucking it. Um, and we can just look at the who's been the most vocal in opposition to Trump and his policies, just as like one example. And if you want to look at who the politicians that have spoken out or, you know, just general kind of community leaders, um, you know, it's it's been a, a lot of women, um, definitely more women speaking out against Trump um, than are usually kind of speaking out. And all you have to also look to is um, the Women's March. I mean, just from the beginning, you know, like day one of our inauguration you had the women's march which by the way was of course the biggest march um that had been uh that uh, the american um history has ever seen uh but then also uh this was a totally peaceful protest (laughs) it was the biggest protest but it was also the most it was peaceful and there was no arrests um so i think that's kind of important and indicative but uh, also this whole gendered piece of r- different reactions to uh, different Trump policies. Um, and, uh, you know, I just personally right now, I you know I try to make these podcasts evergreen, but it can be uh, hard when there's so many interesting and timely things to talk about. But so now we're about four weeks in of uh, since we've known about the child separation policy um, of Trump. And I have noticed... Um, particularly in the last couple of weeks, of course, most a lot of people are speaking out. And I've had noticed a particular gendered difference in the response to this child separation policy issue on my social media. I don't, I don't know if you have, but 
um, you know, I'd love to, to hear your uh, experience with it. But I've noticed that um, the a lot of women are speaking out like this is disgusting. I can't this is, I'm crying, you know, like kind of voicing. Um, it's mostly women who are commenting on my posts and other posts in that kind of like this is disgusting. We had to do something kind of um, that's the theme. And uh, I have seen, you know, some some decent uh, dudes definitely say some some like, holy crap, I can't believe this is happening things. But I have noticed in particular uh, in my own anecdotal experience that um, all of the posts and comments who are people who are defending uh, this child separation policy and who are defending um, the children being in cages no they're not cages uh supposedly um i i personally have not seen a single woman in my feed uh be pro cage pro separation of uh, families or i have not also not seen women go but this happened under obama which of course is such a wag the dog argument um first of all you're totally uh throwing things out uh of course this is the post trump post-truth worlds like so this happened under obama why do we all of a sudden need baby jails right now and we didn't back then like this is just not <laughs> doesn't make sense but my point being uh it has been women who have had this this gendered kind of uh, like this this speaking out and then are seem to be able to cut through the nonsense to know this is wrong and and uh you know uh I, I don't know why this is. I don't know why particularly women in leadership positions do have better decision-making for the whole. They're, they have more pro-social behavior in that way. I don't know why exactly that um, it's women who are speaking out against Trump and men who seem to be towing this party line of, of whatever the leadership says. Not all men, of course, but it is it is a very gendered um, reaction to this. Um, of course, you have like great men who are also very angry. Um, but, you know, so I don't know why the, there is this general thing for women, but I maybe it's because of our pro-social gendered training that as girls and women, you know, we are taught to think about and, and care about other people's feelings and, and existence and all that around us, you know, maybe the patriarchy doesn't allow uh, enough men to access their whole human self, uh, including empathy and vulnerability, so that they don't get to use um, that part of themselves. Um, and they don't get to, to kind of have that empathy charged and, and understood and, and they don't get to use that courage muscle to stand up for what's right and I don't know maybe it's because uh the ones we're the ones that have babies women are the ones that have babies um and uh maybe there's some physiological pro-survival biomechanics that makes women in general be more thoughtful and cognizant of other people um and their love and pain and you know it's likely some of all of that um you know regardless women need to be confident and empowered to speak up because we have better we have perspectives that are more encompassing of more people and uh in you know people who think about other people uh those are people that i want to be leaders those are people that i want to make policies and legislation and just generally making decisions on behalf of the whole and uh you know i i think about it and <laughs> Nothing scares an oppressive force um, like a strong woman who isn't afraid of them. <laughs> and you know that to be true. 
So don't you be afraid to stand up for what's right. And by doing so, you're helping other people to speak up too. Uh, and you know in your gut what is right or wrong and, and, and what it feels like to follow that. And uh, you, when you do speak up against uh, injustices, if it's in your uh, social media feed, if it's at um, the dinner table, uh, you know, uh, when you have that racist aunt <laughs> saying uh, things or whatever it is, but when you break the script and uh, you speak up for what is right and what is moral and what is human and humane, um, then you create space for other people to speak up too. You know, by you shining your light of truth, you create, uh, uh, people can then light their candles of truth from yours. And it's this beautiful um, lighting of the world that we do each time we stand up for what's right. And we speak out and act uh, act up against uh, these injustices. And, you know, I, I've been thinking a lot lately. Um, there's been a lot of uh, comparisons um, to different things in um, uh, international governments and comparing to um, the Holocaust and Hitler and, and uh, the horrifying uh, realities of that. And, you know, I keep thinking about um, the book Night by Elie Wiesel, um, which I read in grade 11 lit class. And if you don't know the book, um, it's a book you could probably read in one sitting. Um, I remember when I read it, I was only 16 or whatever. And I said, I was like, no, I'm, this is one of those books. I'm, if I ever have a child, I'm going to insist that they read because it was so eye opening. And, uh, it's an autobiographical book of, um, a a Jewish boy, uh, who is, um, uh, in the Holocaust and he goes through it and, and, um, you know, he ended up in Auschwitz and, uh, another concentration camp and saw his father, you know, beaten to death. And, uh, and he also, this is a book that just changed me because I, I remember reading about him just living his life as, you know, um, a child, a young adolescent boy. Um, I remember reading the Torah and, and just talking about trying to be a good boy in that way. And then, so he was living, um, in a, uh, a poor Jewish community, um, because uh, where he was, but the Jews were already segregated, and um, he saw increase of um, horrific uh, things that the um, Nazi military were doing to Jews. And I remember wondering, you know, really seriously in my heart, like how people just stood by and let the Jews be treated so badly. And of course, we know it wasn't just the Jews, but it was it was many other people, but it was it was uh, in large part in, and started off with ostracizing um, and scapegoating the Jews. And um, I remember being horrified. And I remember wondering, you know, what would I do if I was there? Would I be one of those people who just kept my head down and worried about my own business? Or would I have spoken out? Would I have thrown myself in the middle of... Uh, of um, uh, the Nazi uh, soldiers trying to take uh, the Jews away, you know, and and I remember making a promise um, w- after reading that book uh, that I would always stand up if there was ever any time of a person was vulnerable or being bullied or any kind of um, 
thing that I could stand up for to make someone feel not so alone um, that I would do so. And uh, I remember making a promise that I would never stand by and let such horrific things happen ever, even if it meant um, risking my own life. And, um, you know, personally for me, uh, the pain of not speaking up is just, it's too great. It's too great for me to bear. Um, and so I know I could not and would not be complicit, uh, but the pain, the pain that I would, that hasn't that goes on internally for me the internal torture um that happens if a sexist racist homophobic uh, anti-islamic um ableist uh any any of these kind of really crappy uh disgusting things get said or actions that mean the same thing once they come up if i don't say something it hurts inside and yeah, there's consequences to speaking up, but for me personally, what anyone else on the outside could do to me is, uh, you know, a very, very small comparison to the inner pain I feel for not speaking up and for um, if I ever let anyone f- keep feeling alone when I had an opportunity to reach out to them. And that's just who I am. Uh, I'm, not ca- cal- I'm not capable of uh, keeping my mouth shut. Uh, when I see injustices, being silent is not an option for me. This has gotten me into trouble over the years. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm the kid in the emperor's new clothes uh, who screams, that guy isn't wearing any clothes. And, uh, you know, I just got that book for my daughter. Um, I feel like it's an inoculation for her uh, to just kind of for her to understand at an early age that yeah no sometimes people go pretending they believe things um when uh it's not uh, it's not the truth and you can speak up against it um and uh and, and that's in your prerogative and you can do that and you're empowered to do that and um i encourage her uh to do that i'm gonna read a, a quote from ali Vissel now that um i think about a lot and it is We must take sides. Neutrality helps the oppressor, never the victim. Silence encourages the tormentor, never the tormented. Sometimes we must interfere. When human lives are endangered, when human dignity is in jeopardy, national borders and sensitivities become irrelevant. Wherever men and women are persecuted because of their race, religion, or political views, that must, at that moment, become the center of the universe. And I just want to quickly point out this really important fact that there is a lot of evidence that the places where people stood up against the Nazis, the Nazis never got a stronghold there. The places where people came together and they stood up for what's right, sometimes they was children fighting with literal forks and knives. That happened in Crete. Uh, but it also happened in Poland, in different places in France, in, in, uh, in, in different places in, in the Europe. When people stood up together, the Nazis never got a stronghold. So standing up and standing up together in community 
that's crucial. It's crucial for what's right. It's crucial for moving us forward. It's crucial for helping us navigate this tricky moral slip and slide that we've come back on uh, where we're uh, scapegoating immigrants and uh, whoever's convenient uh, to push some kind of political ideology forward. We must stand up for what is right and what is just. And I just want to share one more quote with you. It's a quote from Martin Nimole, who's a Protestant uh, pastor um, who emerged as an outspoken foe of Adolf Hitler um, after seven years of Nazi rule in concentration camps. And you might have heard this before. This was a uh, quote that I used to have on my uh, wall when I was in university because it was something that really struck me. And it goes, first they came for the socialists, and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists, and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews, and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak for me. And that always just hit me so hard as the importance of always speaking out whenever we can to stop injustice and evil in its track and uh, the pastor uh, Niemöller he spoke of his deep regret for his own complicity in letting um, other people be taken away and he particularly named his own anti-semitism for letting the Jews uh, be taken away I think there's a lot to learn from that and we can learn from our mistakes and learn from our pasts now for the feature song, which is an Audra Day featuring common song called Stand Up For Something. It's nominated for uh, an Academy Award uh, from the picture Marshall, which was based on uh, Mar- Marshall was the first African-American Supreme Court justice who also was an NAACP lawyer who went around defending um, African-Americans who had been wrongly convicted. And here's one of my favorite uh, verses. You do the best, the best that you can do. Then you look in the mirror, proud of who's looking back at you. Define the life you're living, not by what you take or what you're given. And bet on love, there's no way you'll ever lose. Take a stand, make a stand for what's right. It's always worth, always worth the fight. And ain't that the truth. Peace out, love ya. Here you go. You can have all the money in your head. All the possessions anyone can ever have But it's all worth this treasure True worth is only measure Not by what you got, but what you got in your heart You can have, you can have everything But what does it, what does it
than you can look in the mirror proud of who's looking back at you do you find the life you're living not by what you take but what you're giving and if you bet on love there's no way you'll ever Like this native land, let the ways of love be the ways of man. 